Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Now friends, if I could put a title to my message this morning, I want to be as brave to say, not all storms are there to drown us. Not all your storms are there to drown you. Some of the storms are actually there to wash you. To wash you. Hallelujah. Did you realize that? Because if, the, if Jesus can speak to the winds and the waves and they obey him, right? If that storm, the storm knew Jesus was in the boat. Did you know that? That that storm knew Jesus was in the boat. I want to say to you this morning, no matter what storm you're going through, that storm knows who's in your boat. Jesus is in our boat. He was in the boat with them. They took him with them when when they went to the other side. They did not forget how many of us grew up in church. How many of us grew up knowing about the word of God in our lives? How many of us even in the last year was failed or think we were failed during that time when when the storms was raging? How many of us? I want to say to you, Jesus never left your boat. Hallelujah. Jesus never left your boat. Now, listen to this. The Bible says, just as they were leaving, they left the crowds. I got excited when I started preparing this, man. Because I was just thinking, what type of crowds would they be leaving? (laughs) Friends, Jesus is inviting us to come with him. Right? We're going over to the other side. We are preparing for heaven. Right? We accept the Lord as our personal Savior. We're getting into the boat. And we leave the crowds. I just want to read to you a couple of things that we leave. And before I say anything further, did did you listen to the words that you sang this morning? Did you listen to the words that was on that board this morning? Lying, deceiving, judgment, uh, denial, all those things. I'm thinking, wow, my sermon is on the board already. Friends, when, we, when Jesus invites us into the boat, we leave those things. We leave uh, negativity. We leave depression. We leave anxiety. We leave sin. We leave everything that prevents us from living for God. Those those folk that looks upon you in jealousy, we leave them on the other side. They say, wait for me. I don't have time. I don't have time for you, my friend. Because I'm getting in the boat with Jesus. We've got to let that, those things that controlled us then, we've got to release it. We've got to release it. Now remember, they didn't say, "Mm," the Bible doesn't say what size the boat were. 
Now to have 12 disciples, Jesus and a couple of other guys that controlled the boat, I'm thinking about 15, 20. It must have been a good sized boat. And then we think of all of us in that same boat. Because in many of our lives, even today, we are in that boat. I do not know what the last couple of weeks was like for you. Was it really wavy? Was the storms really high? The Bible goes on to say the storms became so high that some of the, depends on what version of the Bible you read, that the storms actually washed over them. That's when they started getting scared. Now, I just want us to stop there for a second. When we go through some difficult times, what happens to us naturally? We start stressing. Who is a stressor? Come on, be, be, be honest. Thank, thank you for your honesty. The others are stressors just hidden. They are undercover stressors. Friends, it's a natural response to stress when you're going through a tough time. It's a natural response. Some of us take tablets. Others drink medicine. Others look for other forms to calm their anxiety. We just stepped nearer to the cross. And it doesn't always mean, and listen to this, they, you, might, you might call me a heretic after this, it doesn't always mean when you step closer to the cross that it's going to go away. Sometimes it increases. Sometimes the closer you get to the light, the more the attack is because they can actually see you now. The first darts were shot in the dark. But as you step closer to the light, they can actually see you now. Friends, I want to say to you this morning. Jesus says in his word that he will not take you where his spirit cannot keep you. He's right there in the boat with you. Right? The storms is raging. Now they go after stressing and blaming each other for taking Jesus with them. Because how many times have you been accused of, you know why you're going through this trouble? Because of this Lord and Savior, because of this church, because of this relationship you have with the church. And all those type of things, you get blamed for that, right? Some people actually lose their jobs. Yeah, yeah. I know of a man that lost his job recently because he said, I'm a child of God and this is what I stand for. Friends, I would go and stand with that brother anytime. But the more you stand up, the more you, you, you get to the light, that darts comes. Anyhow, go further. So now they're stressing, they're going around and blaming each other, looking for an outcome. One of them said, hey, Jesus is laying there. Oh, who's going to tell him? Who's going to tell him? Right now, brother, you go and tell him. Jesus, um... You laying here, do you know that we're about to die? <laughs> when I read that, I'm thinking, oh, my brother, I'm sure Paul hasn't written that scripture here that says, for me to live is Christ. For me to be in the boat is Christ. For me to, to go through this thing is Christ. And to die is gain. To die is gain. You know why people are scared of dying? Who's scared of dying here? 
who's scared of dying. Come on, be real, man. We're all scared of dying. I mean, if I tell you, brother, in the next hour, it's going to be, you know, you're going to say, whoa, hey, man, get away from me. Yeah. I was accused of cheating the, the, the angel of death a couple of times. Yeah. The, my friends accused me of that, of cheating the angel of death, because when the angel of death think I'm still here, then I'm somewhere else already. That's what God does. Because for me to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. So when that brothers came to Jesus to say, are you not scared we're going to die? He says, I'm going home if I die. But it's not my time. No, he didn't interact with them. All that he want, he did. He got up, went outside, but he was already boiling inside because these are the guys that he spent three and a half years with. These are the guys that when pastor preaches here, we say amen and hallelujah. We say, come on, pastor, let's do something. We want to extend the church. These are the guys that says, uh, you go. <laughs> we will pray. Yeah. These are the guys, when Jesus asked them to stay up one hour, when he got back, they were asleep. When Jesus asks us to do something, where would he find us? What are we busy with? Is our fear so strong that it prevents us from committing to anything? Jesus is on the stern of the boat. He's standing there. What is the, the movie? <laughs> He's not doing the Titanic move. He's standing there and he looks over his creation. He looks over his creation that's in front of him and he knows the heart of his creation right next to him. He looks over us and he knows us. And he says, be still. Sometimes that is the hardest thing for a Christian to do is to be still. To hear what God is saying. I loved it when Pastor Darren said this morning, he got up late last night and he just laid before the Lord just to hear what God has to say. Friends, I know we all have resolutions. We all have plans. Uh, this year, I want to see if I could lose the ball and get some muscles so that I can also look very nice like my brother Montana there. Um, I, I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous, brother. I also want to have arms, uh, legs for arms and, and legs for three stumps. I also want to look like that. This is my plan. We all have resolutions, right? But let me tell you, if you have not laid it before God, if you have not acknowledged him in your boat, you can't do anything. Because 
Because Philippians says, for I can do. Come on, say it like you mean it. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I want to say to you, plan with Jesus in your boat. Plan with Jesus in your boat. Now I've lost my, my, my chain of thought here. He said, be still. Silence for a few minutes. Sometimes the noise of us making, of the noise that we make thinking is so loud like the waves. The noise that we make thinking drowns out the word of God in our lives. I want to say to you, the Bible says next, why are you afraid? Now remember, just a couple of days ago, we celebrated Jesus' birth, right? Just a couple of days ago. What was the first words spoken to Mary? What was the first spoken to Mary? Hi, sister, you're pregnant. No. No, the angel didn't say that. Hi, my sis. Hey, you know what? I think you've got nine months in your will. No. I think you, you had, you've got, no. He said, why are you afraid? That was his first words. First words to Joseph. What do you think it was? Hey, bud, you're going to be a daddy. No. Why are you afraid? Child of God, I'm asking you this morning, why are you afraid? What is scaring you this morning? Come on, be honest, man. We're in good company because all of us here has got something that we're afraid of. I was open and honest with you when I started this morning. I told you we don't like snakes. I was open and honest. We were afraid. We thought we were going to die. We've got two girls. How do you explain that to them? Your father and your mother both died together by a snake two meters long. All those things we've got to take into account. What are you afraid of this morning? I'm just making light of it. But there's some stuff in our lives that is really big. There's some stuff in your life this morning that you need to let go. Friends, and I'm almost done. God says, why are you afraid? Now remember, he says in his word, I will never take you where my spirit cannot keep you. Right? That's what his word says. Now listen to this. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Anybody can quote that scripture? Anybody want to try? For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Oh, it's there? <laughs> God has not given us a spirit of fear. I, I take it one step further. There is translation that says it. Fear is not from God. Come on, friends. Greater is he that is in you. Greater is he that is in the boat with you. Hallelujah. Fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear. But, come on Pentecostals, but of power. But of power and love and of a sound mind. Oh. Now, now, this, this, the next question, um, sorry guys, I'm not going to include everybody in this next question, but the next question is, um, 
to the married guys. Um, is it ma- ma- married men in the house? Well, uh, will be trusting God for. Now guys, what does the Bible say? How would you overcome sin? How would you over- There's a scripture in the Bible for that. How would you overcome something that you did wrong? Love covereth a multitude, say it like you mean, of sin. Love. It says here, it doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but it gives us a spirit of power. Step in. Step in, you've got the power. You've got the power, you can do this. And love. And love. And a sound mind. Because friends, we, none of us are simple here. None of us are stupid here. We are born, born again children of God. We are royal. We are peculiar. Yes, amen for that. But you know what? We are children of God washed in the blood of the Lamb. It's time that we start operating in that power that is given you. That contract that you trust in God for is not going to sign himself. We lay the contract before the Lord and we say, Lord, this is the contract. This is what we want. We're trusting the, God, the Lord for a, for, a, for a house to live in shortly. And you know what? We're praying every time we look on the internet, Lord, is this the house? Not yet. Lord, is this the house? Not yet. We were just saying yesterday, God is going to give us the house at the right time, the right price. You know why? Because we can lay it before the Lord. We can lay it before the Lord. Now, the reason why I spoke to the men earlier is the matter of, guys, this is the year that God wants you to step up in love. This is the year that God wants you as men of this house to step up in love. You've got him in the boat. He says, I've given you a spirit of power. It's time that the men of this house step up. Step up. Now, it doesn't mean, uh, I think my time is gone. Oh, yeah. um, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have friction. Remember, none of us was born saved, right? We all come from a sinful background. So there's still a bit of sharpness in us. That we taken away. But God wants us to rely on him being in our boat. God wants us to recognize that he's in our boat. And God wants us to call on him when we feel that we are drowning. I'm sure the guy didn't come and knock on the door and say, Jesus, are you there? Um, are we drowning? <laughs> no, he didn't come there like saying, do you, what do you think he did, Kim? What do you think he did? The guy came, you in trouble? Jesus, Jesus, Woo! we're dying, we're dying. I think that was about the pitch. Mine is a bit rusty. But I think if I came around the corner, Jesus and the neighbor would have heard me. Friend, that is what a parent does when a child that's in trouble screams out. The parent responds to that child. Come on, say amen, parents. If your child, if that little baby, my sister, if that baby starts crying differently, to the brother pinching her or something like that, 
You would know, don't you? Exactly. Jesus will know when we are being pinched. He's right in our boat. Don't you want to take that challenge today? And the last thing I want to say this morning. He goes on to say, have you no faith? Friends, many of us are sitting here for years. For years. Three and a half years, these guys were working with Jesus. They were operating with Jesus. He asks them, have you no faith? Wow, that's a strong one. Imagine Pastor Phil comes here now and he asks myself and Pastor Darren, Pastor Kim and the other pastors, have, have you, I left you here, man. Don't you have faith to be able to do the thing? I'm going to look at Darren. I, I normally hide behind somebody. I'm going to say, he told me so. And then Darren points to Kim. She told me so. Friends, have you no faith that God is able to do abundantly? <laughs> Exceedingly? More than we can think or imagine? Imagine God can do that thing that you can only Think or imagine. God can make it happen. I want to challenge you this morning. Have you no faith? Sometimes fear and faith exceeds what's inside of us. Because the Bible says, greater is he that's in us, right? But our fear makes us so small. Our fear diminishes us. You might be a big guy when you come into the room and your wife says, what's wrong? You're just so small. Honey, I dropped the jar. They spoke to each other. The disciples, after Jesus calmed the sea, after he did what he needed to do, after he questioned them, challenging their faith, they looked at each other and they asked the question, who is this guy? Who is he? Friends, I started off today by saying to you that you've, you've rubbed shoulders with angels. man. You've blessed people way above what you can think or imagine. Do you know that? You've been an amazing blessing to our community. You have been, yes, you. Don't, don't look around to your, your, no, it's you. You've been that blessing. I want to say to you this morning, God wants you just to, to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I accept that power that you've given me today. This first day of this new year to be that blessing going forward. Now, friends, I'm going to take out a saying that I haven't used in years. As we go out of this place, as we leave this hall, because I know we've been challenged today, as we leave this hall, that we would say, Lord, help me to look for an opportunity to make a difference. Can I repeat it? Lord, help me to look for an opportunity to make a difference in somebody's life today.
friends, this is for the believers. If you're here for the very first time and you say, Pastor, I'm actually, I actually don't know if that fits for me. I have not made that decision yet. And you feel moved by the word of God this morning. And you want to make that decision to say, I want to get in that boat with Jesus. I want to leave all that stuff behind. I'm going to ask that we bow our heads this morning. If you can just bow your head. I want to ask you this morning, friend. If you haven't trusted God that's in your boat. Your mother told you it's in your, he's in your boat. Your grandmother told you. Your grandfather told you. People have prayed for you that Jesus is in your boat. But you want to acknowledge him in your boat today. Would you raise your hand? And I want to pray with you. Thank you, mom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Friends, I know it's New Year's Day. I know we want to go and do stuff. We want to go jump in the river. But I just want to pray with these people that has raised their hands this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bring everyone who's, who's raised their hands before you this morning, Lord, who's asked to be in that boat where you are. Lord, you've always been in that boat. But I ask this morning that you make them aware of your presence. Bless them, Lord. Speak the words over their lives. Be still. Be still and allow them that silence, Lord, to hear. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. I am Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.